This is a slaying moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slaying for Me. I hope you guys had a great week. Last week for me, you know, I like to be vulnerable when I come on the podcast and I have my like my my remedy or my routine that I go through. Um, normally, I burn some sage to kind of like set you guys, give you a, a idea of how I set up to prepare for the show today and um, each week. And I normally burn some sage, you know, take some time to myself, drink a little water. Get your skin and your voice and everything flowing in your body. You know, I get up, I get up hours before, but before I give myself some time to burn some stage, clear the air, allow for myself to be centered. And, um, that allows for me to be so vulnerable, which I love because it's a motivational safe space, not only just for you guys, for me to motivate you, but me to motivate myself through me speaking my truth to you guys. So last week was difficult I would say because I had to overcome disappointment and I didn't even know that I was a person that struggled with disappointment until last week happened and last week was it was a reoccurring of different events it wasn't anything traumatic like anybody died or anything but it was just like career disappointments and I was just I, I had opportunity one opportunity that came my way and I was so excited and um the opportunity actually fell through it didn't it didn't work out and I was like so disappointed and and disappointment you know the evil spirit or the devil or um you know negative thoughts I don't know what you guys want to call it but I call it the evil spirit a a spirit of negativity decided to jump into my mind and my body and on me, on top of me being disappointed, it, it showed, you know, it was helping me mold the disappointing, uh, storm. It was helping me build the storm up. And last week I really was so disappointed. And I was like, man, have I ever been this disappointed in my life? And in my 33 years, I could not like go back and say a time I was really this disappointed where it was taking me through a mental in a physical and emotional um, roller coaster. I was just so down and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't like figure out why I was so upset, why I was so disappointed. And, um, you know, I, I'm always a person that goes to prayer and I go to scripture when I'm in ruts that I can't understand or I can't comprehend um, at the time. So God revealed to me that I was disappointed because I was impatient. Oh, and I always talk about patience. Y'all gonna hear me talk about patience a lot on here because I struggle. So today when I was reading my Bible plan, it was talking about patience and how patience is a muscle that you have to work at every day. And the reason why I was disappointed because I was one impatient and I didn't even know I was being impatient with the season or the moment that I, I was in because I'm, you know, so ready. I am so ready to move on to the next thing. Okay. That is my mission in life is to like execute, move on, execute, move on. But sometimes you got to go through the process. And I spoke about this 
last month on a podcast with um Lucretia and we were talking about process and patience and all of that great stuff that is so hard to do sometimes like some people got it those that gotta get it those that don't won't and I won't get it until I learn how to um, maintain my patience and work that muscle of patience because it is a muscle it's something that you got to work at every day and in the midst of my disappointment last week, that was one thing that God kept revealing to me that Alexis, you don't got the patience. You got to work at that patience. You got to work at the patience part. So my disappointment origin, because I was so impatient and I made myself disappointed in that situation. I could have changed my mindset, but because I was impatient, I was so anxious to get to the next thing. Um, I dealt with disappointment. So guys, Pray for me and I pray for everybody else that is dealing with disappointment and impatience, knowing that it is not an easy role and I am dealing with it. And for those of you who got the remedy of that patience and know how to work that muscle and got your exercise in for the patience um, routine, send it to me because I want to know what it is and I'm working on it. So last week. And I'm not going to touch on this too long. And I just want to make that clear. Last week on Sunday, we watched um, someone who is human, right? With a perfect image in the media um, showing human side of himself. And the reason why I'm not going to indulge on that situation, because I'm over it. Like, I'm over the situation. It's been there, done that. We got our t-shirts. But I do want to talk about being human and as we experience and watch people that are on a certain platform it go through life whether it be through the media or through social media um they're humans humans they're humans humans are not perfect and i wanted to like really take some time to talk about that so we are all you know everybody has this perfect image that we show to people whether it be on social media whether it be to your family you know sometimes it don't have to be on social media it can be you know your family members everybody you know you can be in a situation that is very very toxic but you and your 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 spouse gone into the world and you show people your family your friends oh girl we perfect we got it together you got this perfect image and you show your perfect image to everyone in your life. We all have a different image that we portray to other people, whether it be people at your job, you show different images to people at your job. Like not everybody that you um, work with is going to see the real you. They're going to see the perfect image you. And then we show a perfect, we show different images to our parents. Not everybody, your parents ain't going to know that you twerking and then dropping it down at, at the club all the time. I'm just, using that as an example because we always you know that that is the most raunchiest thing that you can do as a child to me not for real but that's the example that we always give like you know would you be showing your mama that you busting the wide open on a in a club on the floor no but that's me that's my mama I ain't gonna be twerking in front of my mama but um and then you your children show you different images of themselves so people that are parents some parents know their kids but some parents don't know their kids they don't know what their kids are doing because they're showing you one image which is their perfect image your perfect image the image that you want them to 
to represent you, but they have a different image that they represent to other people. Um, and then your perfect image behind closed doors in the public, you might show, Oh, I'm so nice. I'm so kind. I'm blah, blah, blah. I don't curse, but behind closed door, you might be cussing up a storm or you saying different language that you wouldn't say in public. You know, some people, we all have images that we show, perfect images that we show, whether, you know, regardless of the setting, because we're human, we're human. No human is perfect. And anybody that says they're working around here perfect and they ain't made no mistakes, they need to check the mirror. Okay. Um, and for me, I believe that when we realize that people are human and that people make mistakes, regardless of your celebrity, you're a hood celebrity, you're a celebrity, um, like a celebrity celebrity, you're a community celebrity. Are you just a mom, dad, sister, brother that someone looks up to? They're human. They're human. They're not perfect. And I think that one thing about being human is that and we don't accept in, in society fully is that people make mistakes. Humans make mistakes. I've made mistakes. You have made mistakes. Your mama has made mistakes. Your daddy has made mistakes. You probably was the mistake that your daddy and your mama made. But at the end of the day, it has happened. Everybody makes mistakes. And sometimes we make mistakes multiple times. Like some people make mistakes all the time that get them into the same situation, same situation until they realize they learn that lesson. So some t- people make mistakes and you know, it's curlish. That's like a little kid that makes the mistake of um, telling their mom's business, you know, kids to tell the business. If nobody never told that child, you know, or they, they told that child and that child was so excited to tell their parents business. It, it's a mistake. You correct the mistake. They might have to do it multiple times for them to understand like, hey, everything that happens at home, you don't tell the public um, or people that just do people that do crimes. You know, there's intentional mistakes. Okay, <laughs> they do that intentionally, but they might have to learn multiple different times for them to know, OK, damn. If I do this every time I'm going to jail. So, you know, it takes some people some time to learn, but they're human. We're humans. Um, I remember the first time in my life when um, I experienced betrayal. Right. And I'm saying this because this person that I'm talking about, uh, I mentioned him on the podcast before he was my like first boyfriend that took my virginity and everything. And I had this perfect image of him and the person that he cheated with. So the, the, the person that he cheated with was a girlfriend of mine. We all went to church together. She was my sister in Christ. And I had this like perfect image of her. Like she was just like, a big sister. She was well put together. She had, she knew the Lord. She know how to worship. You know, she had everything together. And I had this perfect image of her. She was a woman that I just looked up to. She stood in her truth. She was honest. So I thought. And so when I found out that her and my boyfriend were having an affair, my image was crumbled. And I was like, what? Why would this person, um, you know, 
do this? Why would this person that portrayed all of these different things to me do this? Why would they do this to me? Why would they do that? Why would she do this to me? And, um, you know, I began to realize that, you know, as everything unpacked and I began to see and understand the real story and people began to, you know, her husband at the time, cause she, she cheated on her husband. She had an affair. That's why I said affair because she cheated on her husband, who was also a minister in a church. Um, I began to see that, um, the human part of her, she was unhappy in her marriage. She was also a very, she portrayed herself to be a well to put together woman, but she was very lost at the time. And she like defined herself in the identity of a man, which was, you know, hard because her husband was a minister. So, you know, I don't know if you know guys about know about um like being in a church and being a minister. It's an image that you have to uphold, you know, you know, and you sometimes as a woman in a church that's supporting a man that is a leader in the church, sometimes you lose your identity as well because, you know, you're identified with him. That is his wife. So she was dealing with a lot of identity and, you know, my boyfriend at the time was allowing for her to be her true self and step into her true self. And he really saw her at the time. And this perfect image that I had of her, the curtain had opened and it pulled back and I saw the truth. And instead of being instantly, you know, when somebody cheats on you, you're like, eh, I'm mad. Like everybody is mad about Sunday. Everybody's mad about what happened at the Oscars because how can he do this? You should know how to con- conduct yourself and blah, 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 blah. But he's human. When you're going, it's many different layers to what a person goes through and what they're experiencing, the reason why they react the way that they do. And in her particular situation, she was dealing with a lot. She could not explain that to me. She didn't have to explain that to me. Her actions kind of like, you know, I had to unpack that for myself. And, you know, everybody doesn't have the patience to do that. And I I feel like we need to be more conscious of the behind the scenes of the image like we see this perfect what's behind the scenes sometimes we get when people react a certain way we need to look behind the scenes scenes behind the curtain um so instead of me being angry with her I felt sorry because she was a woman that was hurting and because she was hurting because she was hurting she hurt me she hurt the people that were her husband and her family because she was really going through some things and she couldn't the only way for her she felt that she can get her, you know, figure out her life or figure out how she was going to solve this problem. She was just going to do, she was going to do, she, she had, she cheated on her husband. And, uh, sometimes when people are hurting for so long, they do irrational things, you know, and we all have a breaking point. And that was her breaking point. Her breaking point was, I'm going to step outside my marriage. I don't care about what nobody else thinks. I don't care about how everybody else feels. My breaking point, this man is giving me attention. He's giving me time and effort. And I am going to pursue that because my husband is not giving me that. And we all reach a breaking point. I want to talk about that. So. Let's be honest. We have to be honest with ourselves in in society and know that everybody has a breaking point. It don't matter where you are in in physical. You can be at church up there preaching. Somebody say something, get your breaking point. You might snatch their wig off. 
your breaking point has no, you know, we can say, oh, we can constrain, you know, contain ourselves, but everybody's breaking point in, um, everybody's process with their breaking point is different. You know, you have people that, um, have breaking points where they shut down. Like I know people that when they reach their breaking point, they shut down. They ain't talking to nobody. They ain't dealing with nobody. They not even communicating with the people that's close to them. They at their point, they're them, they didn't broke. And now I'm shutting myself. I'm shutting off everything, everyone and everything. And then you have some people that are overly emotional. That's me. When I reach my breaking point, I'm crying. I'm like, I don't, I'm just overly emotional. I don't want to deal with anything. Like you can't get through to me. I'm just like, live it. I am so like, I'm uncontrollably crying. That is so me. I am overly emotional. Um, tears. You might get some screaming. It, it depends on the situation, but I, I, I am very overly emotional when I reach my breaking point. Some people are yellers. Some people just be like screaming at people, cussing people out. I mean, they get to the breaking point where they just be like, I, you know, everything they yelling at everybody, they yelling at everything. They, they don't want, don't even, don't, you can't even get no wording because they're so, they're so bowled over that they can't even bring themselves down to even hear what anybody is saying. And then you have people that get physical. And I'm not saying that that is right. And I'm not saying that you should put your hands on people, but, it is a reality that people that reach their breaking point, they don't say no words. They just start swinging. And we have to understand the different levels of breaking points. As humans, we experienced, we have seen people react that way in our lives. And anybody that says that they didn't, you is just you and your family. It's just you and your family. You the only person. Because we have seen friends do that. We have seen family members do it. We've seen people on the street do it. We've all experienced people at their breaking point. It might not be rational to you. It might not make sense to you. But there are people in the world whose breaking points are different. They're just different because they're what? They're human and they're not perfect. And every human has his or her own way of dealing with things. So, um, I want to share a story about breaking points for me. It's a personal story about me. So I have, I speak about my older brother all the time. Him and I are 20 years apart. He's old enough to be my dad. And he has daughters that are around my age. So we technically, when we were growing up, we grew up like sisters. And me and my brother being 20 years apart, we, you know, we're siblings, right? But we're siblings that are like a wide, like wide range of generation. It's a generation gap there. It's 20 years, right? So, um, you know, we never really had sibling disagreements because he was grown and I was, you know, a kid or I was a teenager. Or I was in my twenties. So, you know, we didn't have to, we didn't have the opportunity of being raised in a home and, and growing up together and going through growing pains together. But earlier this year, last year, excuse me, last year, we got into our first sibling disagreement and uh, this, it was big. It was like our first one. It was big. It was like, it was something that I had never experienced before. He had never experienced before with me. And, um, um, it was, uh, conversation about he felt like I needed to come home to take care of my at 
you know, my extremely healthy mother at the time, you know, she had some health issues later on, but at the time that we were having this conversation, she was extremely healthy and she is extremely healthy today and doing fine. And he expressed this a couple of times to me. And I just felt like, you know, I is not, I'm not coming home. That wasn't the goal. That wasn't the, the mission for me to come home and take care of mom. Like, you know, in my personal opinion, I was like, what you doing? You stay there. Like we, it's our parent. Like if, you know, I needed to really come home, I I would, but in this particular case, I don't need to come home to him. He felt like I needed to come home because I've been away from home for so long and I had the opportunity to um leave. And he's, he felt, I guess he felt like he, he didn't express these words, but he felt like he was kind of stuck being there, taking care. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, we could have this, we could have a conversation about it. If you feel that way, then, you know, she can, you know, come and be with me for some short period of time. So long story short, we go and we're on the phone and we having this conversation and he says it again. And at this point on the phone, I'm vexed. I'm like my boiling, I done boiled over. I was, I, I was at my breaking point. He was no longer at that point. I had forgot about everything. <laughs> He was no longer just my big brother. He was, he was in the person that I love. He was, he was my enemy at that time because at this point, you're attacking me. You're poking me for something that I told you is not, you know, it wasn't dire. You know, it wasn't a situation where I had, I didn't need to be there. You wanted me and you felt like it was a situation where I needed to do this because you said I needed to do this, not even taking into consideration what I'm saying and how we can work this situation. I was like, you just need to come back home and take care of mom because I've been here basically. And I, just reach my breaking point. You know, I was very upset. You know, we said some things to one another that were very, you know, not so nice. We, we were very communicative with our feelings. And even if it hurts the other person feelings, we said it. And, um, we, it could have went, the conversation should have went differently, but the conversation went exactly how it was supposed to go because we both needed to unleash some things. Well, I needed to hear his point. And he needed to hear my point, but we weren't doing that. We were definitely just yelling at one another, like, you're wrong, you're wrong, and you don't know, and you don't know, and I don't know, and you don't know either, and you're not dealing with it either. And it was like a lot of pointing the fingers um, <laughs> at one another. So, you know, afterwards, when we had the argument, you know, I called my mom, <laughs> we both called mom. And we were telling our sides of the story and she was like, you know, I talked to your brother and, you know, he was telling me that you were upset about the conversation and I was telling her what he had said to me and she said her piece and she was like, you guys are just having a sibling disagreement, which I ain't never had before. So I was, I was in my feelings. I was like, how dare he tell me what I need to do with my life? pertaining you know instead of us coming together and figuring out a way to take care of our parent together it was like no you need to take this over and it was just like no we need to figure out a way and I just felt so attacked so I was at my boiling point because I had heard that conversation before well what are what are you doing or what you know it's like no chill out like (laughs) and I was really at my breaking point because I'm human and Everybody, you know, everybody 
can look at a situation differently. And I believe that sometimes everybody looks one dimensional when it comes to a situation. Not every child has the capacity to take care of a parent. And we have to, you know, everybody, people will be like, oh, I ain't putting my mama in the nursing home. I ain't putting, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not speaking about myself because I would never put my mom in a nursing home. But there are children out here that do because they know they do not have the mental capacity to take care of their, their ill or sick or elderly mother or sibling or family member. They don't have the capacity to do that. And, you know, some humans will be like, how dare you put your person in, that's what they're for. Their their home, their nursing homes are facilities for people that cannot take care of their family members. And I feel like we put as humans put stigmas on people that decide that they just can't do it. They can't do it. Everybody can't do everything. And, you know, we all have our breaking points. Some people are able to mask it and be like, I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to deal with it. And that's your truth. And that's great. But. Not everybody has that um that resilience all the time in certain situations. So in this one, you know, we after the conversation, we didn't talk for a while. It took me some time to like kind of cool off. It took me a couple of days to like get my mind together because I couldn't even realize that this had happened. And afterwards, you know, when we spoke weeks later, um, it wasn't weeks later. It was like a it was like a week. We gave ourselves a week before we had the conversation. We conversated again or we called one another. And I, I realized that and we both realized that we weren't listening to one another. One, we weren't listening. One, we didn't have our communication. We didn't know how to communicate with one another. That was a big thing that I you know, realize about that whole blow up in me, you know, blowing up the way that I did. I was like, why did I blow up? Because we didn't know how to communicate. We were, you know, I had reached my breaking point. And instead of setting my boundaries and saying to my brother, hey, every time that, you know, let don't keep putting that on me. Don't keep making it seem like I'm the person that's not that doesn't care about mom. Let's have a conversation. I'm not going to have this conversation with you unless we uh, we both come to the table with conclusions on how we're going to solve, you know, how we're going to work this out. I'm not going to just have a con- casual conversation with you about this topic because it's sensitive to the both of us. So setting my boundaries in a sense is like, no, don't do that. And we have to set boundaries as humans. It's certain things that I just don't want to talk to you about. Don't talk to me about it. Don't talk to me. Don't talk about it to other people, you know, up to other people. I have boundaries. Don't even mention it. All right. Um, without, you know, my permission or, in, you know, to me, if I don't want you to talk about it or I don't want to talk about it, don't ask me. In this particular situation, I didn't set boundaries. And because I didn't set boundaries, I allowed for him to continue to say that. And it continued, you know, the water was boiling a little bit. Like, why would he say that? Okay, I'm going to let it go. He said it again. Why would he say that again? I'm going to let it go. And then why would you say, why would he say that again? I'm going to let it go, though. But then he said it that one last time. And I was just like, hey, yo, you out of line. So, you know, knowing your boundaries and knowing how to communicate with people is good when you're trying to communicate your boundaries, right? Because in this particular case, we can, we can, we can 
we can't as humans sense when we are at our breaking point. And sometimes we have to remember to step away and give ourselves, hey, I can't be around this space because I'm already on the edge and I'm already there and I'm about to, you know, do some irrational stuff. So let me step away. Let me step away from the situation. Let me step away from this. Let me step away in general. Um, So we realize that, you know, we communicate differently and we need to figure out our communication styles and that we also have to apologize to one another for not listening to one another and not taking into consideration one another's feelings as well, which is a human thing that I feel like a lot of people don't take into consideration. You know, you keep poking someone, they're going to eventually react. They're going to be like, hey, yo, stop poking me like and it might some people might be like hey please can you stop poking me it might be graceful and stern and some people be like stop you know don't even say stop poking me stop you know everybody gets to a point because we're we're humans um and i realized that in this whole situation that has happened in this conversation that's taking place about how, you know, he, a person should react or what they should have done or what they, um, they could have done. Everybody reacts differently and people make mistakes and we, and that could have, it should have, it's been done. So now that is done, how do we move on from it? You know, when you reach a breaking point, the key is learning from your reactions and how you can contain your emotions the next time. You know, you never, you want to give people grace to be able to redeem themselves. And I feel like we're not in a season right now where everybody is in redemption. Everybody just want every person to be punished for whatever they did, but if the roles were reversed and it was on you and you know that you didn't do it intentionally and you know that you acted out of yourself because you were in your emotions and you know, you did, you made a mistake and you didn't mean to, and you apologize. You will want somebody to say, you know what? It's going to take me some time to forgive you, but I, I'm going to give you redemption and people need to learn redemption because we're humans and everybody makes mistakes. Nobody is perfect. And if you walking around here thinking that you are or thinking that you cannot give redemption to people, then you need to check your own front porch, as they would say, because you got some stuff on your front porch that you have not held yourself accountable for. You have not addressed. You have not apologized for and you knew you was wrong. You've done stuff to people and you know you are wrong. So I believe that when we think about the situation that happened on Sunday, let's take into consideration that these are humans and nobody's perfect. It is no it is no situation where, you know, a person can't be redeemed or they can't be forgiven. Now, if you're not in a forgiving season, that's just your life. That's your own personal journey. But for me, I believe that we need to make sure that we look at the human part instead of putting looking at the pedestal. These people are still human. Everybody is human, regardless of if you run a multi-million dollar business where you are feeding the homeless you do something you do something that is out of your character that one time after doing so many great things for so many amazing people and people decide oh you should just you're not great you're not you're not a great person that's no that's not 
that's not of love. That's not of love because if you're a person of love, you'll give somebody redemption. You'll give them a chance, especially if they apologize and they come back and they try to correct their wrongs and they take accountability for, for their actions. You would definitely give them a second chance. So I say all of that to say that in the midst, as we go through this roller coaster of the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation, and I hope that the roller coaster is ending and we stop and everybody getting off the off the the ride and we're going on to the next thing i really do hope so but as people continue to continue this conversation i want you guys to remember that people are human it is a human thing that happened last sunday and and as much as everybody wants to um say one person is one person is really really wrong and the other person is just wrong everybody it is a is the action for reaction and the reaction might not have been pleasing to anyone. And I'm not saying that it was right. And I would have, I would have handled it different, but I ain't him. And because I'm not him, I've accepted that that is a human that had an imperfect moment. And because he is not perfect, I'm going to give him redemption. You have apologized. You took accountability for your actions and I'm going to move on. I'm going to allow for, I'm going to allow for myself and my mental to move on from the situation and not tear down the person after this one thing right and in america we do that so often and we need to get better with that that is one thing that we definitely need to get better with because everybody has the opportunity to be redeemed if they hold themselves accountable now if you're not holding yourself accountable for none of the stuff that you've done bad or the things of for your actions then yeah you need to go to jail because you have no remorse you have no, you not holding yourself accountable for anything, but those people that are apologetic and you know that they're authentic with their apology and they are trying and they're doing the best that they can to make sure that something like this and they're showing you actions, they deserve redemption. So for those people that want to listen to this, listen to it. That's my personal opinion. I hope that Throughout this whole week, you remember that every person that's in your life is a human and they're going to make mistakes. And those people that are uh, are holding themselves accountable for their actions, you give them redemption. Those people that don't, then, you know, when the time comes, you and you feel it in your heart, you want to. But those people that don't even want to do it, then, you know, just hate the person and move on. Don't even have nothing to say or have an opinion because your opinion is like an asshole. Everybody got one. So I just want to say, have a great week. I hope that all is well, guys, as we go into this next week. I hope that it is a new conversation that is spoken. Don't forget to check us out every week, every Wednesday on Amazon Music. We are also on Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcast, and also on RageWorksNetwork.com. Also, don't forget to follow me at um on Instagram at Alana Fuss, on Twitter at Alana Fuss, and on TikTok. I am not ticking and talking these days because it it's too much honey but i'm i think i'm gonna i'm gonna do like a little something next week but i guess i hope you guys have a wonderful week don't forget you are the best human that you are and don't forget to slay for you slaying for you is the best lifestyle to live i hope you guys have a great week bye